Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe. I hope that you enjoy this show, y'all. Let me ask you a question, though. How many of y'all ever heard the term white noise, right? White noise. Do you know what that is? Have you ever heard about it? If you haven't, hit me up in the comment section before this episode gets deeper into it. And then after um, the episode, I want you to hit back again and let me know, do you understand what white noise is? Now, but let me, I want you to listen to something real quick before I proceed. Let me let you listen to something real quick here, all right? Just take a listen. You hear that? Did you hear that? That's static. It said white noise. Have you ever been watching TV and the channel goes out and that white noise comes up on the screen and it's just all of that static sound? That's white noise, right? It's disturbing, isn't it? It kind of like throws you off, right? It's like nothing is there. It's a void. Nothing but noise. White noise, right? Now, look, the reason that's important is because I want to talk to you about the things that interfere with our lives and create white noise and distract us from what we need to be doing, right? And it's going to be relevant as the story goes on, but I want you to really take the time to reflect on what I'm saying, and hopefully this will help you get to that point to where you understand what I'm talking about, right? But I want to tell the story about a conversation that I had with uh, my Sally, right? Good dude. It's a solid dude, you know what I'm saying? Uh, been knowing him for a few years since I've been at this institution, right? And uh, we were talking the other day, and the story he was telling, it triggered a memory in me about something that uh, I didn't realize was still there. But let me tell you the story about what he was telling me. He was talking about how uh, at an early age, I think he was like 13 or 14, something like that, where uh, his heart was broken, snapped, you know what I'm saying? And it was done at the hands of a family member, right? A family member uh, um, had slept with his girlfriend, right? Crushed him. The story came to him. It crushed him. He verified that something had happened. He talked to her. She denied it, but other people verified that they saw them in the car and and so on and so forth. And apparently, throughout the story, he told me that they ended up at a hotel room and so on and so forth. And so, you know, use your imagination, right? And you can pretty much figure out what happened. But the part of the story that triggered a memory in me was when he said that, uh, in addition to what he just said, but when he said that he wanted to uh, cause harm, kill his own stepbrother right? He wanted to kill his own stepbrother. And again, I want you to remember what I said at the beginning of this episode about white noise, right? That white noise that interferes with us, right? You know what I'm saying? But think about it. The way that white noise gets in is something has to happen to us. Something has to happen to us on a level that causes pain. And now the distractions are there, right? We don't really understand what's going on. Maybe we're not old enough to understand, but we don't understand what's going on. But anyway, he wanted to cause harm to his own brother-in-law. Like I said, kill him. So he called, talked to uh, one of his homies and asked them to bring him a gun. And luckily, and by God's grace, they said no. But they came over to talk to him. He was still trying to find a weapon from somebody else to do this. He was intent on doing this because he was in pain. He was in pain, y'all. He was experiencing 
that white noise. You understand what I'm saying? That distraction that made him focus on something that would be harmful to somebody else and harmful to himself. And while he was telling the story, like I said, it triggered this emotion in me about a memory that I had years ago. Uh, what happened was, um, this was when I was in high school, man. I had a, I was, had a, I had a girlfriend, and um, she, uh, while, while I was pledging, I was pledging a fraternity. We had a fraternity in high school called Sigma. Shout out to Sigmas out there, you know what I mean? But anyway, I was pledging, but we were not allowed to spend any time with our girlfriends during the pledging. So what happened was one night uh, the, in the neighborhood, the power went out in the whole neighborhood on the side of town that we lived on, lights were out. So the big brother dismissed us for the night because we couldn't see, told us to go home or whatever the case may be. But I went by my girlfriend's house. And when I went by her house, this is the emotion, I mean, this is the memory that my cellie triggered with this story. When I went by her house, they had candles on the table in the front room, and the door was cracked. I knocked on it. They saw me. I walked on in. But when I walked in, I noticed that it was my girlfriend, one of my cousins, female cousins, and two guys in there, right? And I don't want to get too graphic, which, well, you know what you're saying. We all grown folks here, right? When I walked in, I smelled sex. The whole area smelled like sex. Strong smell. It wasn't nasty, nasty like that. It was like, mm, you knew somebody had been engaged in some activity that, you know, caused this aroma to be in the air, right? Maybe they couldn't smell it because they were in the room, but I had just come from outside and I could smell it. It was strong. So I looked at her and I'm like, what's going on? And she was like, nothing. But she was weird. She was acting weird. She was just sitting on the couch. And she really didn't get up to kiss me, didn't do any of that right. Uh, so I looked at her and I noticed that her pants, the top button of her pants was unbuttoned, undone, right? And I could see that it was open just a little bit. And it was showing right beneath her belly button. I remember what it looked like. You know what I mean? And I looked at them. I said, man, y'all need to go. Now, keep in mind, one of the guys was somebody that I was in school with. The other guy. He was a dropout. He was older than us, and he was a big drug dealer in the town. So they walked out, a little smirk on their face. You know what I'm saying? And I was so angry. I was so angry that the next day, one of the guys, the one that was in school with me, when we got back to school, that was on a Saturday. But this happened on a, when I got back to school, it was a Monday. So I, I jumped on him in the uh, restroom, tried to flush him down the toilet. You know what I'm saying? And... She heard about that, broke up with me. You know, we broke up about 10 times, getting back together, broke up, getting back together. So she broke up with me behind that. But the other guy, you know, I couldn't get to him. He was a street dude, right? But for years, whenever I would see him, and he was related to me, whenever I would see him, I would remember that night. And I would remember what that felt like. And I would always want to do something to him, but I never did. Never did get around to it. So one day, I guess he assumed that we forgot. This is years later, too, right, that he saw me and a, a friend of mine walking, and he asked me to come over to help put some boxes in the truck. Now, he was a drug dealer, like I say, and big time at that. And uh, I went over to put the, uh, help him put the boxes in the, in the uh, 
back of the truck bed. And being nosy, you know, he walked upstairs. I mean, he went back in the house. I opened the box. It was full of money. So I assumed all of those boxes were full of money. So I said to the person that I was with, I said, man, we finna get him. I'm finna gun him down. You know what I'm saying? And I thought right then in that moment, and I had forgot about this until my celly started talking about his experience with love, that I thought about, I said, man, I ain't really trying to get him about this money. I'm going to get him for something I've been wanting to get him for all these years. You know what I'm saying? But he, my, my partner that was with me, he was like, nah, we ain't going to do that, man. We ain't going to do that. So we didn't do it. I didn't do it. But I went on with my life, blah, blah, blah. I ended up in prison, blah, 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 and all this and that. And forgot all about it. Forgot all about it until the other day when I was talking to my cellie. And when he was telling the story, I experienced that emergence of emotions welling up in me that was similar to the day I saw him and the other guy in the front room with my then girlfriend and my female cousin, right? And at that moment, uh, during the conversation I was having with myself, I was like, wow, this is strange. And I wondered what other memories what other encounters have I had in my life that I forgot about that were a part of me and contributed to the person that I am today or before the person that was capable of committing the crimes that I did to come to prison, committing murder? What other things are built up inside of me that I have forgotten about, that are a part of me though, part of my subconscious, that contributes to the way I think, contributes to the way I see things, contributes to the way I interpret things. All of those things, right? The things that make me feel sad, happy, angry, depressed, joyful, all of those things all the things that I've experienced in my life contribute to who I am, why I think the way I think, the way I, the, the way I feel about certain things. All of us have those things. Now, those things that make us see life in a way that uh, makes us conclude that participating in some kind of act that would be harmful to others and ourselves, guess what that's called, y'all? White noise. That's what that's called. Why is it called that? Why do I call it white noise? Because it distracts us. It distracts us from what it is we are supposed to be learning about ourselves. It distracts us from doing the right thing in that moment. Now, my example is a little extreme. But... I, would make the, I could make the case for anybody that's listening to this show that you have experienced episodes of white noise. If you've gone through anything in your life that has caused you to be stressful, hurt, and you wanted to do something to somebody, and even if you didn't want to do something to uh, do anything to somebody, you experienced this white noise thing. Because it distracts you from the growth 
that you are supposed to be getting out of the situation that you're dealing with. And that is hard for people to understand because a lot of people, they don't want to acknowledge that they go through something on a daily basis. All of us go through something on a daily basis. We're experiencing what, like, like I said a few minutes ago, we're experiencing white noise on a daily basis, but we don't want to admit it. If, we didn't, if you didn't go to prison, you think that your life is okay. I'm not saying that it's bad. What I'm saying is things, gonna, things are going to happen to you on a daily basis. A lot of things are going to happen to you. And over time, all of those things that happen to you that are negative, if not dealt with in a proper way, will lead you to see life in a certain way. You'll think it's okay to shoot somebody a bird when you're driving down the street, and, if they sh and then you'll think that it's okay to pull out a pistol, shoot at them, road rage. If you don't address the things that are going on in your life, you'll think it's okay to sell drugs to somebody in your neighborhood and take advantage of them. If you don't address the things that's going on in your life, you'll think it's okay to kidnap somebody to shoot somebody, to rape somebody. All of these things that contribute to us harming someone else and ourselves, you'll think it's okay. If you don't confront and deal with the white noise that you're experiencing, you'll think it's okay. And then you'll start to form a system of behaviors, uh, Ethics, morality, all of those things, you'll line up and you'll start making it make sense to you. But it won't make any sense to anybody else. But it'll start making sense to you. And then you'll start to conclude, this is just who I am. And then you'll start to limit yourself in life. The opportunities that would have come your way, you won't take advantage of them. Because you'll look at it as if, as if you're not worthy. Uh, that you don't deserve this, or you say, oh, that's, that's not what I like to do. But whatever you conclude in that moment, if you're looking through that filter that is blinded by or, or, or covered by, I'm going to say covered by, that white noise, you won't get it. You won't step into that. You got to step into these things that we're dealing with. Now, for me, after that conversation with my celly, I thought about, you know, what we had talked about very, very hard. And I said, man, I need to do an inventory of who I am and challenge why I see things in certain ways and try to explore and find the event uh, that may be connected to the way I see things and try to apply some kind of reasoning to it to see if it makes any sense. And that doesn't sound easy to do. And let me tell you, it's not, but it's worth it. I wonder when I think about, like if somebody says something to me and it makes me feel a certain way, I want to question the way I feel about it. I want to say, what is that? Why do I feel awkward? Or why do I feel disrespected? Or why do I feel bad about this or that? 
I want to know why I feel angry if somebody says certain things to me. I want to know why I feel disappointed or sad when a person walks by me without speaking. I want to know why I feel hurt when someone does something to me that they don't even realize they're doing, but my mind is interpreting that interaction as hurtful and disrespectful. I want to know what that is, because in all of those situations, I'm experiencing white noise. I'm experiencing that over and over and over again. These traumas are being relived over and over and over again. And the brain, I'm going to tell you something, y'all. The brain, it plays tricks on us, right? Not to hurt us, but to help us. It'll cause us in a lot of these situations not to remember because it was too painful when you went through it. So the brain is protecting you from that, putting it away, tucking it away in some closet, and you'll forget about it. But what I'm saying, I want to open up that door to every one of those closets because I want to be the best human being that I can be. But I can't be, I don't believe, the best human being that I can be if I think that it's okay to hurt somebody because they said something that I didn't like or didn't make me feel good or that they pulled out in front of me uh, when they were in the merge lane and it pissed me off. And I said, and I pulled out my gun, I want to hurt him. I want to know what that is. And I want to know why I think like that. I want to go on that journey. And I think that's what we need to do. A lot of people in prison don't want to open up that door. A lot of people out there don't want to open up that door. And I understand that. But what happened to me was not something that I planned. We were having a conversation. He was opening up to me about something. And all of a sudden, it triggered this memory. And it fascinated me because it was almost like I was there. My emotions, my heart was beating. I was hurt. I was hurt. But this happened years ago. I was in high school. I was in high school. But as I thought about that, I have to be honest, things go on in here every day, and they make me feel or uh, experience those emotional lows and sometimes emotional highs. But in most of those situations, I'm not blessed to remember the event that laid the foundation for that type of response that I had or have to those situations. And I want to know what those experiences were so that I can ex explore them and apply reasoning to those events and see if I can come to a conclusion and say, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense for me to feel this way. This is not making any sense for me to be so upset about this or to feel so much pain and hurt behind this. I want to do that. And I think if we can all go down that road and do that, uh, we can become better people. I just don't think that a lot of people uh, want to experience 
the things that have happened to them in their past that I call, you know, white noise. You know what I'm saying? Those things that uh, trigger and blind us from being able to see the uh, potential that we have in ourselves. I just wish that um, I would have realized this years ago before I caused so much pain to people. Um, I think that um, that's something that uh, I'm going to always think about, but I have to move forward. I have to move forward. And I just wanted people to know this story because I think that it's so relevant to change. I think it's so relevant to uh, how we can go about becoming a better person if we focus on those things that create that white noise, that, that blind us from the realities of the situation and keep hidden those emotional scars that uh, we got out of that experience. I want to be clear and say that I don't believe that uh, you know you should take this on alone, share these thoughts with somebody. Like I said before in uh, other episodes and uh, other conversations that I've had is that find that safe person and place that you can unburden yourself, somebody that you can talk to about the things that have happened to you, because I believe that all of the things that have happened to you, uh, good and bad, have contributed to the person that you are. You know, have you, have you ever wondered why you lie? Have you ever wondered why you are afraid to tell the truth about the smallest things? Have you ever wondered why you feel fearful about that? Have you ever wondered why you get jealous because somebody else has something that you don't? Have you ever even thought that something made you that way? You didn't come out of the womb like that. You know? None of us came out of the womb with jealousy and hatred and envy and all of those things in us. Were we capable? Yes. But did we, did we know what that was when we were first born? No. Something happened to bring that to the forefront so we could recognize that and then something happened behind that to make it hurt. What was that? And I think that the more we know about that, the better off we'll be. That's just what I say. You know? Now, I hope that this episode doesn't bore you. I hope that it gives you some insight into you know, wanting to uh, explore why you feel the way you do, you know, why you do the things you do. The pain we feel, I need y'all to remember this part here, right? The pain we feel is the pain we give. The pain we feel is the pain we give. Remember that. Remember that, y'all. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.